And let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we head into 2019 and put 2018 to bed, we ask for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit to focus on the graces that we received in 2018 and to be prepared for 2019. We make all these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Three words that stand out to me today as we look at the readings and the time of year is the word expiration dates, the word remain, and the, the famous B word. And I'll talk about that in a second. When my brother was in seventh grade, he didn't know how refrigerators worked with milk. And he had a milk chug. It was actually a chocolate milk and about, I don't know, maybe fit about 12 to 16 ounces of milk in there. And we used to go to buy those at the local bakery. And every morning we'd go to the bakery, have a donut, and then we'd go get a, go get a milk chug, and we'd go to school. And this particular time, he put the milk chug in his locker for a day or two. And then he decided to bring it home and put it in the refrigerator. And as I came home, I was just thirsty, and I saw a milk chug in what fifth grade boy wouldn't want chocolate milk. And I opened it, I didn't look at the expiration date, and I took a swig, and bloop, just everywhere was sour and soiled chocolate milk. And I accidentally dropped it at the time because I was at such horror of the taste of sour milk. But if I would have taken time to look at the expiration date, the expiration date would have told me the truth. The truth was that the milk should have been good. It should have been good, but what was inside of that bottle was rancid. It was rancid. There was a lie inside of that bottle. And as I went home for Christmas this past year, or this past week, um, I was able to go visit my parents. And again, I had a little bit of a milk problem. So I go home and I'm just drinking milk during our lunchtime on Wednesday. And it tastes a little bit funny. And I think, well, maybe it's me. So I just said, maybe I'm, I'm sick or something. The milk doesn't taste right. And then I just go to the refrigerator and I look at the date. 12, 18, 18. The milk was eight days overdue. It was gross. It was disgusting. And I bring that up because a lot of us, we need to look at the expiration dates of some of the things that we're doing in our lives. Some of us, it's time. It's time to stop playing games. For the men here, it's time to be those fathers that we're called to be. For those who are in college or your boys, it's time to start manning up. The Lord is calling all of us to look at the Holy Family intentionally and to stop playing games. If we're not aware that our world is going to hell in a handbasket, I don't know what planet you're on. Yes, there's a lot of good happening, but the fact is divorce rates are up, suicide rates are up, so many people struggle with depression and anxiety. And the Lord is saying, are you finally ready to do it my way? Because a lot of us are straight up just rejecting grace. I'm not pointing fingers at us individually. Because if you are striving for holiness, you're starting to see what I'm talking about. How it's actually, it's not easy to be a Christian, but it's much better than not being a Christian. It's not easy to be a Christian, but it's much better than not being a Christian. And we need to look at those expiration dates. Those expiration dates of those habits that you and I have, that it's just like, it's time. Those lies that you and I believe in, it's time to bring it to the light, to get it out of the darkness, and to know that the Lord will never give us more than we can handle. 1 Corinthians 10.13 has been on my heart. And it just says that no matter what trial you're going through, the Lord will always provide a way out. 
And some of us have these addictions, we have these habits that are just like spoiled milk, you know? It's bad for everyone else, but nobody knows because it's in a container that looks okay on the outside in the shell, but on the inside, it's literally killing us and it's killing our families and those around us. And I'm talking about like struggles with pornography. I'm talking about struggles with addictions to alcohol, drugs, those things that we think don't hurt other people, but they sure as heck do. And we have the Holy Family here to remind us that we are a family. And the Holy Family doesn't mean that it's perfect. The Holy Family doesn't mean that it's perfect. Because you have a family member, a woman who's 13 or 15 years old, who's pregnant. Never heard that one before. And then we have a father who the baby isn't his. Never heard that one before. And they're going to bring a child into the world. And a lot of people are saying, don't bring that child into the world. Hmm. Never heard that one before. And this child is going to be picked on. He's going to be bullied. And he's going to change the world. He's going to go against the grain. And they're called to bring the Son of God into the world. And they're not saying that they're perfect, but they strive for perfection. But there's a scene in a movie I watched recently. It's called The Nativity Story. And I, I, I really encourage you to watch it. And in that particular movie, there's a scene right before they go to Nazareth. And Joseph goes to Mary and he says, I believe you. I believe that an angel came and told you that you were going to be the mother of God. I believe you. And she looks at him and she says, people are never going to look at you the same after this. People are never going to look at you the same after this. And he just says, I know. And they go. And a lot of us, we have to ask ourselves that too. Because of what we do here on Sunday, hopefully it's, the, it's like the source and summit of everything we do. We focus everything on the readings and coming here prepared. Does it change what you do? How many family members have gotten mad at you because of your Catholic faith? How many friends have gotten mad at you about your Catholic faith? Has your spouse gotten mad at you because of your Catholic faith? Because if we follow Jesus and people talk about us like we're just normal Packer fans, just going with the breeze, that doesn't mean you're following the Lord with all your heart. And I'm not saying the Packers are bad. Actually, they are bad this year, but I'm not saying being a Packers fan is bad. But we have to really look at what it means to put Christ at the center of our lives. Because if you have one goal for the year 2019, it's that second word, remain. The word remain showed up in every reading, the first, the second, and the gospel today. And the word remain means when you leave here, are you going to bring Jesus with you or not? I think a lot of us, we move so incredibly fast and we need to slow down and literally smell the roses every once in a while to thank God for his goodness. John 15 says, remain in me as I remain in you. The whole purpose of being a Christian is to be in a relationship with Jesus every single second of every single day. To know that you're not alone. To know that the Lord will always provide a way out and he wants to talk about everything with you. So no matter what you love doing, whether it's fishing, whether it's hunting, whether it's shooting guns, reading books, watching TV, he's saying, I want to talk to you about that. Because I love you and you're my best friend and I died for you. And I want to know everything about you. I want to know what's going on between those two ears. And I want to know what's going on in your heart. And that's what he asks us to do is remain and abide with him. And we have to slow down to do that. 
We have to slow down our bodies. We have to slow down our lips. And then what happens is we're actually able to slow down our mind. And a lot of us are just go, 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 go. And that leads me into the third word, the B word. It's cancer. The B word is cancer. And the word I'm talking about is the word busy. In America, we love being busy. We love always having something to do because if we are always busy, then I don't have to deal with reality. I don't have to deal with those expiration dates of those things that I know are wrong. I don't have to deal with it. But the Lord is calling us to have a transformation every single day, but particularly looking at the Holy Family saying, you can't do it alone. You need a family. And I want, us to really encourage, I want to encourage everybody here really to look at the, the life of Jesus. The fact that he was born into a dirty, disgusting, stinky stable. Just like a lot of our lives sometimes. Just dirty, disgusting, messy. And he's saying, I want to enter into that for you. And then he has parents, right? He has a family around him to show him how to keep Christ at the center of his life. Mary and Joseph sacrifice everything so Jesus can be at the center of what they do. Then Jesus, as he starts his public ministry, he has 12 apostles. He doesn't do it alone. The God of the universe, the God of the hundreds of billions of universes who created all that, had help to show us that we can't do it alone. And a lot of us, we, have to, we really have to learn there are no lone rangers in Christianity. And if you feel like a lone ranger in this church, I apologize to you because we're doing something wrong. Hopefully we're learning we have to become a family. We have to become a family that learns the acronym for family, which is forget about me, I love you. That forgetfulness of self of Mary and Joseph to focus on the Lord. Forget about me, I love you. And the Lord is calling us all to grow into 2019 and let go of 2018. And maybe when you look back at 2018, you're thinking, thank you, Jesus, I'm so ready for a new year. And maybe you had a really good year. I don't know. But I want you to look at that sheet that was passed out for just a second. And I want to encourage you to fill this, this sheet out. I really do. I took some time to prepare this. And I'm just going to go through the questions a little bit faster than I would normally. But I'm going to read them with a little time of silence as a reflection as we head into 2019. And put 2018 to bed. The first question that I want us to reflect on is, what am I, or what are you, most grateful for in 2018? The second one is, what habits or habit do I want to continue in 2019? Maybe you started doing some really good things and you need to continue that. But also, into number three, what habits do I want to stop in 2019? 365 times in Scripture, the Lord says in one way or another, do not be afraid. What do you want to try in 2019? What do you just want to try? Do something new. Number five is, who, I, who do I need to thank for what they did in my life in 2018? There's one thing our world is really struggling with is a lack of gratitude. We need to be people with grateful hearts. And that leads into the second thing our world needs is mercy, which is the sec- sixth question. Who do I need to forgive in 2009, before 2019? So you've got a couple days to do that one. And maybe that person looks at you in the mirror every single day. Number seven, what time of day is best for me to pray and spending time with Scripture? 
The primary way that we know about the life, and death, re- life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we know what Jesus sounds like, what he does, how we know it's him, is by spending time with Scripture. And number eight is a great thing to do every year is, is to form a devotion to a saint. So number eight is, what saint can I form a daily devotion to for 2019? I have to give any encouragement to the men here. St. Joseph, St. Joseph, St. Joseph. St. Joseph is your boy. Trust me. Number nine, where might Jesus be calling me to continue or stop in serving the parish in 2019? Number 10, who might Jesus be calling me to disciple? Which means teach to follow him and invite to a faith event other than Saturday or Sunday Mass in 2019. The fact is, a lot of times, I think a lot of us, we do invite people to come here on Sunday, but a lot of people aren't ready for for the wedding feast. They aren't ready for that intense of a love of the Eucharist. And we have to slow down and think, what can I invite them to outside of what we do here on Sunday? And a lot of people have conversions that way. And when they come to here on Sunday, they're ready to worship, they're ready to praise, and they form some habits outside of Sunday. Number 11 is, who can I introduce myself to that goes to Mass in this building right now that I don't know in 2019? It'd be a shame if we went to church and we never introduced ourselves to people, right? We say we love Jesus, but we can't walk two feet across the church to a different pew to say hello to someone. Maybe, maybe make it a goal, one person a month. That's 12, pers- 12 people a year. Number 12 is, where is Jesus calling me to grow in my life in prayer in 2019? I encourage you just to start slowly, form good habits. But he's always calling us to grow, to come to him. And number 13, where can I use my talents? All of us have gifts, all of us have talents. To help build the mission of the Catholic Church, which is to make disciples, make followers, and save souls in 2019. Number 14, what is one, just one, virtue that Jesus epitomizes that I can work on in 2019? Jesus is a man of compassion. He's a man of endurance. He's a man of virtue. What's one virtue that he does well that you can work on in 2019? And number 15 goes back to that word remain. Um, What can I do to remain in communion, fellowship with the Father, Son, and Spirit in 2019? We have Catholic radio. We have YouTube videos galore. You can read books. We don't really have a lot of excuses in 2019. And 16, I think, is the most important one for a lot of us as individuals and as a parish family. Where is Jesus inviting me to be healed in 2019? Where is Jesus inviting me to be healed in 2019? And for 90% of us, I'm not talking about physical healing. I'm talking about that junk that a lot of us carry around that we got to let go of. That some of us, it's keeping us perpetual children. It's not allowing us to grow. And the Lord wants to heal us at the root cause of our sins. The root cause of, those, of that mess we've made. Or maybe some, the mess that somebody made of our lives. And if we don't take time to look at 2018 and get ready for 2019... It's going to be another one of those years. Kind of like the Packers seasons, I guess. A bad one. Maybe it was a good one for you. But my encouragement is to look at that, that scripture verse at the end. It's Matthew 16, 26. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world, to be a, a person of the world, and forfeit his life? We only get one shot at this thing. We don't know when our time is going to come. We don't know when we're going to die. And the Lord is saying, Come. 
Come and see what kind of life I have planned for you. Come and see that it doesn't matter where you're at. I can, I can help you there. And then I can show you the beauty of helping make disciples. The frustration of making disciples. And to see somebody else get it. As we head into 2019, know that I believe in you. I love you and I believe in you. And I know we all can do this as a parish family. But if we try to do it on our own. And we don't take time to look at those expiration dates of those things that just weigh us down, those things that are just poison and rot in our lives, and to say the Lord's asking for something without an expiration date, which is his mercy to be poured upon you, his blood to be poured upon you. We're missing the whole point. To know that you can be forgiven, to know that you can be, have a, start, a fresh start, is the best news ever. That you don't have to go to hell. <laughs> That's what Jesus came to save us from, is hell. So as we head into 2019, know of my prayers, know of my support. Anything I can do for you, I'm willing to do it. I will do anything for you all to encounter Jesus in a more substantial way. And know that the Lord is on your side. Know that the church is on your side, but the church is burning. A lot of you are leaving the church right now. I'm saying run into the fire and help heal this broken and wounded church. It's not a perfect church but as a church that strives for holiness and provides us with the sustenance we need to move forward, which is the sacramental life, which is the word of God, which is the lives of the saints. May Almighty God bless all of you in 2019 in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.